You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Off and running, hour two here of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate yes. Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, phone lines are open as well at 504 504- 260 You want to sing that fight song then? Oh, man. I, I don't like to sing. I like to hear it. Listen okay. to it. You're and then I singer, like to huh? take the field. Yeah, I'm definitely a singer. Come Are on, you? Christian. Come on. I know you can dance. Just... I'm, a, I'm like, okay, so you, you you pulled it out of me, okay? All right. I'm like a cross between Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, James Brown, and Barry <laughs> White, okay? Let's hear some of it then. Sing the fight song. You'll never find. <laughs> not bad. It's actually not bad. Nope, you won't. Chicken like pot pies. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep on going. <laughs> Having some fun here on the uh, campus of LSU. Footballs are flying around. Tailgating going on. Yep. We're outside of the Athletic Administration building, right? Steps away from Tiger Stadium, getting you set for LSU and Georgia Southern tonight in Death Valley. Yep. It's good to be back on campus. Football is season is here. It is. Games count. Yes. The Saints are trimming their roster down to 53 players. The full list is online for you. At WWL.com, the big surprise so far has been safety Chris Banjo being released by the Saints. He was a special teams demon, but also I think, Herb, that comes down to the fact that they drafted two safeties this offseason. Well, yeah. You, it's a younger player. Yeah, not only that, it, you draft two of them. So you can get one to play safety and the other one to play every special teams you have. So, um, it, look, Sean Payton is not cutting the guy just because he feels like it. He's cutting the guy because he knows he's got something behind him that's that's going to either be better or just as good, let's say that. And he won't have to pay him as much. Let's Give me that. a freshman that's going to make his debut debut today for LSU that you're most excited to see. Derek Stingley Jr. That would be mine as well. I mean, I, I want to see him. I know what the kid can do. Um, I know his dad. Uh, he's a, he's an awesome guy. His mom is a, a, a great mom. But the kid is such a mature person, man. I mean, you saw it as he when he was growing up. Um, what he could be and potentially what he will be. I, I'm excited to watch him play not only um, uh, cornerback, but I want to see him return punts, see what he's going to do there, because I think he can be explosive there. I heard in camp that he was explosive as a returner. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he apparently housed three or four different ones throughout fall camp. And, and we're going to see that this year. I'm telling you right now, we might see one tonight. Uh, think about what that what that does. You, you know what it does for your offensive guy. He doesn't right. have to run it all the way back, but if he can get you a 20-yard, 25-yard return, man, that shortens the field, makes your job as a, on offense a lot easier. And and it also um, it, it makes you, 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 you do certain things. This is my man, Kevin Falk Jr. right oh, wow. here. Okay. That's hey, who that is, man. That's nice. K. Falk Jr. right there. That's nice. my man right there. <laughs> um with that being said, man, look, what happens is they get the offense hype. Whenever you see a punt return, with Kevin Falk would return punts, yeah. and he'd get 40 yards on the punt, man, we'd be excited, ready to go out there to take it to the house. Um, it gives you field position. It brings adrenaline up, and it also makes you feel really good about what your team is doing at that point. It's like a sudden change of possession, right, an intercept touchdown or, or a fumble or something like that. The people who recover it or who have the offense of the ball at that, at that point they have a, a, a feeling and a, 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 I don't want to say an anointment, but a, a, a personal satisfaction to say, you know what, we're on top right now. And that may not even be the case. You may be down by five. Well, touchdowns. you took it with some momentum, though. Yeah, absolutely. You get momentum out of it. And then that what brings you to the next, the next level of your play right there, straight up. So. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. 
LSU and yep. Georgia Southern tonight at 6.30. You'll hear it right here on WWL. Beautiful day for football on the campus of LSU. Gorgeous. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, you set for LSU and Georgia Southern in the season opener yep. today at 6.30. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com, at Jimmy Detail on Twitter. Jimmy, how are you, man? Doing well, gentlemen. Doing well. Happy to be back in the role of football season. Yeah, I mean, uh, exciting times. Indeed, especially the expectations surrounding this football team compared to a year ago, Jimmy, vastly different. Oh, huge difference. For one, we were all wondering, who is Joe Burrow? What did they bring to the table? And then uh, and expectations were quite low. I mean, I think LSU came into the season ranked 18th or maybe even outside of the 25 in some polls. It was, it was pretty shaky going into the season. And we learned pretty quickly. I think that Auburn game, we started to get a feel that this team might be a little better than everybody anticipated. And, and going into the season, returning 17 starters, I mean, NFL teams are lucky if they can do that. Uh, so, that, so that's a huge advantage because I'm going to the season. It really feels different. It feels like this is a, a possibly a title contender type team in Baton Rouge. Yep, yep. Jimmy, we were, Herb and I were talking about this. Georgia Southern brings in this triple option offense. By, and by today's standards, it's, it's, it's kind of um, it's un, I'm trying to think of the word here. It's, uh, it's unconventional, right? You don't see it right. a whole lot. And I'm kind of wondering, me and Herb are kind of differing on how long Georgia Southern is going to hang with LSU. I think about a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, because of how discipline it takes, how much discipline it takes for a defense and the adjustments they're going to have to make. Do you feel that's about right, about a quarter, quarter and a half, where they're going to be a little bit problematic for LSU? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it presents some, some different issues. On defense, your run pitch, you've really got to be disciplined. You can't over-pursue. you got to check the dive. That's your first read on this type of offense. If they could bust a couple of those plays early, um, you know, and I think it's really on the LSU offense. If they come out hot and uh, put up a couple couple scoring drives to start the game, then, of course, that opens everything up. But um, this, this offense that we're facing here in Georgia Southern, I mean, this is the equalizer offense. These offenses are implemented, uh, you know, to try to level out the playing field. Um, this is Willie yep. Fritz's offense at Tulane. When he left Georgia Southern, they're still running that offense. And, it, and, and it's unconventional, and, and teams aren't used to it. I think Clemson last year, they went to the end of the first quarter with Georgia Southern 0-0. And, and I think that kind of speaks to what you're saying. And this is also the beginning of the year. You would, um, This is where mistakes are going to happen. This is sloppy yeah. football we, wouldn't be surprised if LSU's fairly sloppy in this first half. So uh, I could see Georgia Southern keeping it close a little early before LSU pulls away uh, as the game develops. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Herb. No, you good. Real quick. I kinda, that's how I feel in terms of, you know, we, if this was a game in week six, I'd say this is not going to be a problem right. at all for LSU. They'll be well into it by that point. But, yeah, I mean, they haven't had a lot of live tackling. Um, so it's just, I agree. It's going to be Russ. Herb's got something for you. No, nah, I, look, I, I agree. I think you guys, like I said earlier, you guys are barking up the right tree, but you're going too high, buddy. Come on, bring it down a little bit. These boys are ready to get out there and make some things happen, all right? They're trying to get after it. They don't want to hear anything about triple option, the spread off, but it doesn't matter. They're going to go out there, and I think they're going to be excited, and that's where they're going to make a couple mistakes. As you know, Jimmy, they got to be really disciplined on taking a dive, the quarterback, the pitch, and then making, you know, making some plays in space, if you will. Um, uh, I, I got a question for you, Jimmy. Going into this game, are we missing anybody, any key players that would be starting today that will not be starting today? 
Um, there's some thought and there's been some rumors and some talk. Um, it, it hasn't been substantiated at this point that the LSU could be facing some disciplinary action on a few guys. We see it every year. And always around likes to really keep this close to the vest. Um, without With the whole offseason, you would expect uh, there to be some players that have some disciplinary action, whether it be for academics or whatever it could be. Um, there's a, a whole array of reasons. So I would be more surprised if there weren't guys missing today uh, than, than if there are. I would, I would think um, typically every year, week one, LSU seems to have a couple guys that are out, and, and I would expect to see that today. I haven't heard it from any of the huge names. Um, there's been some talk of, you know, and I, I'd hate to throw names out there right now yeah, because I don't want to uh, do it either. You know, I agree it's with just, you. It's really hard to confirm because everybody's trying to hold it so close to the vest, so you don't want to float any rumors out there. So, uh, but I would imagine 30 minutes, 45 minutes before game time. Uh, you'll see an announcement made somewhere yeah. uh, who's suspended, and then uh, we'll go from there. But it would surprise me if they were full today, being that they're going a whole off season. And, and you're you right, know, Jimmy. With, that's one of the things that I was praising Coach O about is that we went through the off season without any real true yeah. bombs being exploded. And, I, and if we can go into tonight's game and we have every you know everyone playing and, and no guys that's either suspended or removed for a few times, or a few, you know, a few games or whatever, that would really please me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's probably what we're going to see here. I think Ed Orgeron, since he's really been here, it's it's been rather quiet on the yep. off-the-field issues. You haven't hurt much, and, uh, and he's done a good job um, recruiting character guys. There's a good amount of leadership in that program right now. Um, pushed some guys out that really didn't fit the mold he's trying to develop. It's been a fairly well-behaved program under Ed Orgeron's uh, leadership, and, and kudos goes to him for, for running a tight ship. Yes, Jimmy sir. Smith at Jimmy Detail. TigerDetails.com is where you can find him. He's at Jimmy Detail on Twitter. Jimmy, I, I'm saying this to kind of temper enthusiasm a little bit because of this <laughs> new offense that we've seen or we've heard about uh, with Joe Brady. And I just want to remind everybody, and I'm sure you would agree, this is Georgia Southern, so you're not going to see the full arsenal no. ahead of their matchup with Texas. They want to make Texas think about a few things. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I would, um, I would think some of the things they really want to hit Texas with, they'll probably show them some looks from similar formations just to throw them off with some different route combinations that they will be able to, you know, kind of save and maybe sneak by them next week. So uh, there's going to be a little cat and mouse here looking yep. ahead to Texas. Uh, this Texas ball game. I mean, you're not going to throw everything out on Georgia Southern. You definitely want to want to work some tempo early. If you want to go up tempo throughout the year, you want to kind of get everybody in the timing right and the calls in. So you want to work some of that stuff in game one. So I think I think we'll see some of that, and we'll see some of this quick hitting pass offense. But they're definitely going to they have some wrinkles reserved for Texas. And if you see some things this week. And if, you, if you're a film study guy and then you go watch what they do next week, I guarantee they play off. They're setting up Texas more than they're actually showing Texas what they're giving them. Right. Jimmy, the players and the coaches obviously have to focus on week one. And, and, and we mm -hmm. in the media, can, we don't have to play by those same rules. Looking ahead to Texas, and you just mentioned 17 returning starters for LSU to Texas is eight. Yep. I know the spread is three and a half. I'm already on record saying I wouldn't be surprised if this was an LSU victory by 7 to 10 points. Yeah. I've been feeling that way for a while, Christian. And and they only – the key for me is they only have three returning defensive starters. 
And then some of those guys are banged up. And, look, it's no knock against what they have up front. Um, Their whole defensive line of guys LSU kind of passed on. Um, Two of them are local uh, Louisiana kids they liked, but not enough to to recruit them in that manner. So, I mean, I think there's some talent discrepancy up front. I don't think the Texas defensive line uh, or the defensive front in general is going to be able to create a lot of issues for LSU in that ball game. And and I've been on record on my side. I've been telling everybody on my side for some time. I think this is a double-digit game. You know, I I think that's a a heck of a spread for LSU right there. I'm thinking we're looking at possibly a 34-20 type ball game, uh, maybe even something worse. I I would think it's more likely to be double digits than a really close game or even an LSU loss. I just think LSU is considerably better than Texas on the field, and Texas has some early season hype, but I think that's going to drop quickly uh, after next week. Yes. Jimmy Smith, at Jimmy Detail on Twitter. And, Jimmy, John Emery, how much do you think we'll see John Emery today, and what's the expectation of of the freshman running back? Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see him today just as a fan of football. I love watching great football players, and this kid's dynamic. I would think with the way this rolls out, they're going to be heavy with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire early on and, and, and even getting Lenard Fournette involved. But if LSU goes up 20, 30 points third quarter, um, I, I wouldn't surprise me to see John Emery end up with 12, 15 touches by game's end. And, and then those 12 or 15 touches, we should be able to get some flashes of what we're going to see in Baton Rouge for years to come. The kid's super dynamic, really explosive, hits the ball out of the backfield, really hard to tackle in space. And if you just give him a little wing, he's gone. He's got that yep. type of acceleration and top-end speed, that turnover, uh, to really pull away from defenders. So uh, I think he's going to have a dynamic a career in Baton Rouge, he's just got to get a little better on pass protection, which is always something young running backs need to, to figure out and get ahead of before they can earn the playing time. Um, but in time, I think John Emery's the next dynamic back in Louisiana uh, for LSU. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com. Tell folks what's on the site, man. Uh, you know, a lot of previews. Uh, I've got columns leading up to the game, tons of videos. Uh, we're about to go live a couple hours before the game just to kind of do our first opening live chat. And we just kind of sit in there and discuss the game's developments and all nice. our in-game analysis. And, and uh, so, yeah, a bunch of stuff all looking ahead to this week. And it's football season, man. We're, we're locked and, and ready to roll. Jimmy Smith, man, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. I'll take care. All right, all right Jimmy. The Gulf Coast Bank. And trust Tiger Tailgate Show, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, plenty to come here on WWL. Back here on the Tiger Tailgate Show on the campus of LSU, just steps away from the PMAC. You can find us at the Athletic Administration Building right in front, steps away from Tiger Stadium. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Earlier in the week, Bobby Abair and myself caught up with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. Here it is. Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers, on the line with us right now. Chris, you ready to go for tomorrow? As you can hear, Bobby certainly is giving us the explanation behind the triple option. Yeah, what do you know? He certainly knows it. That's uh, kind of the science of uh, of the triple option attack. And, of course, Georgia Southern, where I spent 10 years, they, they did a little bit of the traditional flex bone under center, and now they're doing a little more modernized version, which is out of the pistol and shotgun sets. But uh, the principle's still the same. And, uh, you know, what makes them effective, and, and Bobby kind of nailed it there, You've got an offensive line coming in with uh, nearly five years combined experience in this program, and you got Shy Wirtz in his third season, you know, running the show. And, you know, that's when they're effective is, you know, they seem to be able to do it seamlessly. And I think that's going to be the key. You know, you got to have assignment defense when you're taking on an option team. But 
if you stay assigned and you stay with your keys and you've got speed, you can disrupt the point of action at the snap of the football, and that's where you can cause a lot of trouble for action teams, whether they're under center or running out of the gun. And now, uh, Chris, first things first, I mean, this is back uh, the old Houston Veer, Wishbone, that you got to stop the dive uh, at the point of attack. If you don't stop the dive, uh, then you're on your heels. Is that a fair assessment or what? Yeah, it's all based on the dive. And if you're going to give up three or four yards, you know, per play, they'll be happy to just take the dive and keep you know, moving the chains at three and four yards a clip. Uh, you know, this is a team and an offense that wants to be, you know, third and short. And if the dive is giving it to them, uh, they'll stay there. And then on top of that, you're not going to get the ball back. And you're going to have very few opportunities uh, with your offense out on the field. Uh, so then you want to go ahead and start, you know, packing the box a little bit, stopping the dive. You know, they still stay with it, and then eventually they'll bounce it out on the corner, make the pitch, and the quarterback's going to keep. And then, you know, what's been very successful for Georgia Southern, last year they averaged 79 yards passing per game. But when you go back and look at some of the passes, they were always big plays because they lulled the defense right. to sleep. They gave, they gave them a little bit of false safety that, you know, they had everything under control. And next thing you know, you've got a – uh, a guy with a five five forty going down the field wide open for a 40-yard touchdown. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, at LSU Tigers on tw- or LSU Tigers Voice on Twitter. Chris, this is a program you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, you know, as I said, 10 years there and, um, you know, had a lot of great friends, a lot of great memories. Um, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, the triple option. And as I said, it's a, it's a little different version. You know, Willie Fritz, he's over there in Tulane and, Congratulations to him and the, and the Wave on a big win last night. When he got to Georgia Southern, he did kind of modernize uh, the offense a little bit. That's when we started to see that pistol, uh, shotgun, as well as three and four wide receivers. Now, they still use those receivers, uh, you know, in the run game. They just kind of motion pre-snap out of the slot. You got movement and motion all over the place pre-snap. Um, but, you know, I also spent about seven years when the program was – you know, what Paul Johnson created when he was the head coach there, what Jeff Munkin had when he was there and beat Florida in 2013, and what you see Jeff Munkin run with Army now, which is the traditional flex bone uh, quarterback under center and two wingbacks in the backfield with a fullback being the featured running back. So, um, you know, I understand the option principles. A lot of people think it's a boring uh, style of football, but, you know, having seen some success with it when it's going and they've got rhythm, you know, it can be it can be a tough one and a tricky offense to try to hem in. Now, uh, Chris, looking on the defensive side, uh, I thought was impressive, uh, and, and obviously he's going to accept the challenge considering the skill set of the LSU receivers. Uh, Kendall of uh, Vildor, if I'm pronouncing that right, he had four interceptions last year, and I see where in the preseason he is uh, predicted to maybe be the defensive player of the year in the Sun Belt. Uh, it seemed like he would love to take advantage of the opportunity to play against the quality receivers LSU has. Yeah, you know, Vildor and, and across the field in Brinson, Marquavius Brinson, I mean, those two guys actually are on the radar of, of pro scouts, and, and a lot of people feel like they'll have the opportunity uh, to get a chance to play on Sundays when that time comes around. Uh, it was a defense uh, that much has been made of. You've heard Coach O mention it probably 15 times this week, plus 22 turnover margin. I mean, the offense only turned it over five times in – in, in 13 games last season, but the defense was very playmaking, and a lot of that had to do with Vildor and Brinson. But it's going to be a challenge. I mean, you're looking at two guys who got great skills, they got great footwork, uh, but they stand at 5'10", 5'11", and LSU's going to match up with them. You know, if you start with Stephon Sullivan at 6'6", and 
you know, a number of guys, 6'2", 6'3". Uh, so they'll have their work cut out for them. But uh, they're probably two of the, the top in the Sun Belt. In fact, Vildor, as you mentioned, he's the returning defensive player of the year in the Sun Belt. And as you said, I think people think uh, he's the odds-on favorite to, year, uh, to win it two years in a row. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, ready to go for tomorrow night at 6.30, man? I am. I am done, man. I'm ready to go. I mean, it's one of those weeks <laughs> you love what you do, but you can't really prepare. Once the week hits, then you got to get everything ready, get all the imaging done, get everything wrapped up. And I right. did that about 30 minutes ago. So now it's uh, the haze in the barn, as coaches like to say. We'll roll it out tomorrow starting at 4.30. Chris Blair, have a good call tomorrow, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, have a great weekend, and go Tigers. Thanks, Chris. Same to you. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, of course, some familiarity. He was uh, yes. there at Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern for 10 years. I keep wanting to call him Georgia State Georgia for some State. reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It's been a habit I've had all week, and I have no idea why. <laughs> Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. The offensive line, Herb, is the only concern I have this year for, L- for LSU. Well, you said the same thing last year going into the Miami game, and what we do? Just I know. Throw them away. I know. So here's what I got on that. I don't have any concerns there. My concerns is or But wait, that, that offensive line, though, was a little bit problematic last year. I mean, it, they, How many games did we win last year? I hear you. I'm, I'm just, just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> how many did we win? Ten? Ten. Okay. But how many times did, did Joe Burrow get, get sacked? I mean, quite not, a bit. Not all the times was on the offensive line. Joe okay. held on to the ball a little bit sometimes last year. Okay. Well. All right. So, with that being said, now this year, guess what we do? We get back three-step drop, get the ball out of our hands. So, to this year, we're supposed to go to a, a quicker pace passing game. Not a five-step drop, pat the ball, pat the ball, then get rid of it. No. We're trying to get the ball out of his hands, get it to the playmaker so they can make some moves and get upfield. I understand what you say about the offensive line, but when the coach comes out and the first thing he raves about is that his offensive line is the most improved unit on the team, then you got to take, you know, take, take his, his word for it. And I think those guys are going to be great. I just hope we don't get anyone, no injuries, uh, God forbid, um, you know, no one goes down this game or at practice or anything or any kind of serious season-ending injuries or even, you know, a six-, seven-, eight-week injury. We don't want that now. That's the only thing that I fear. Outside of that, if everybody's healthy, man, I'm telling you, it's something about the water over here now. This is a different team. This is nothing like we had last year or even 10 years ago, man. This is going to be nice. We're going to be all right. Saints trim their roster, trimming their rosters down to 53 players. Got about 20 minutes to do so. We'll keep you updated. A full list is on fi- online for you at WWL.com. Herb and Christian here on Tiger Tailgate and on WWL. LSU and Georgia Southern at 6.30. Chris Blair and company will have you covered, the voice of the LSU Tigers. In the meantime, come hang out with me and Herb Tyler. You can find us on campus at LSU in front of the Athletic Administration Building. Mm-hmm. Just steps away from Tiger Stadium. Really uh, kind of in between Tiger Stadium and the PMAC, if you will. And, of course, Mike's den is right steps away from us as well. And yep. i got to go over there and see Mike. Got to see Mike, man. Mike's living the dream, man. I'm telling you, he's got, he's got a pad over there. He's that got make the some best plush digs, that's man. for sure. He's good, man. He's, he's a great mascot, one of the best. Um, you know, I, I used to, when I was playing, they would take him out on the field. Yeah. And, uh, and they, would, they would, quote, unquote, make him roar, Yeah. which was not good. I'm glad they stopped that part of it. Yeah, it was zapping cool. him with a cattle prod. Yeah, that wasn't good. It was cool to see him out on the field, but making him roar was one thing. I didn't like that. But I'm glad they stopped doing that. And now, you know, they, they pretty much just keep him in the, in the, in the matching over there 24-7. You wanted to talk about the, the uh, transfer portal. 
Yeah, what do, you, what do you think about it? I, I, I like it. I'm glad that they were, they've were they able they've been able to do that and institute that because if you think about it, I, I'm always pro player. Yep. All right? Always. And uh, the reason why is because I'm an employee, so you know, so I'm always pro employee. They're the employee. and That doesn't get paid. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. The, the players don't. I'm talking about the NFL players. Nonetheless, it, it, it gives them an option. If things aren't working out for them when they, when they were told by a coach that recruited them, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna, you're going to be playing this or we got this. And then it'll, the situation change. That's fine. Right. And, that, and, the, and the coaches have every right to do so. Yep. But the players should have some sort of ability to, to, to take action themselves. Prior to the transfer portal, they didn't have that opportunity. Nope. So I think it's a good thing for a student that might not necessarily want to be stuck behind a, a veteran for two or three years. And he's, hey, let me go showcase my talent. I can tell you right now, I think every LSU uh, fan, of whatever, should be really, really for the transfer portal. And the reason being, I can give you two great examples. Danny Edley, right, and Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> Without those two, you know, our last, what, the last four years, of, excuse me, of quarterbacks that's been playing has come by way of the transfer portal. So what you Zach say. Zach Mettenberg. What, is Zach Mettenberg. What you say is exactly true. It's all about, okay, it's all about whether or not the kid can be successful where he is. Now, look, I fight this battle. This is a battle within myself because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, born in 76. I was raised in the 80s and the 90s. And when you commit to something, you see it through no matter what. However, this is a place or a time and place where um, you're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old college kid, where you end up can really point you either in the right direction or the wrong direction in life. It's, it's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. So if they feel like they're good enough to do you know, let's call it NFL, right? Yeah. Um, then guess what? If they can't play where they are, then they need to go somewhere where they can't play so they can at least get on film somewhere. And then if you're not playing and you're not happy somewhere, I think that makes your grades suffer. It makes you suffer socially. You can't, you know, you won't be the same person who you are. Um, so so it, you can fail in many ways if you're in a place or in a situation that you're not happy at. So with that being said, I'm all for the transfer portal. I think that um, I think 15 of the last 16 Quarterbacks over uh, from I think I think uh, what was it year 2016 or 2015 have transferred somewhere other than where they originally signed to play football at or go to college at. So um, I really <coughs> excuse me I really like it a lot. I think it's a great deal for all the players. The players finally get to have something for them that they can make a decision because the coach can go wherever he wants to at the drop of a dime. He can go wherever he wants to. It doesn't matter. He ain't got to sit out. He ain't got to do nothing out. Okay. And, these, and these universities make promises to these young men. Right. And sometimes right. they don't fulfill them. So you talk about commitment. Well, where's the commitment for, from the university? There is none. There is right. none. There's so that's only, why I'm all for it. I'm all for it. There's only commitment from the university when the kid is doing something that's positive for the university. Her now, pro- what I will say about that, too, let me, let me make sure. sure I don't leave us, our crowd out there hanging. If you are not, just because you're not the starter doesn't mean they won't be committed to you. Okay, so let's make sure we understand that. Right. So it's not so much that the university, it's more of the NCAA, because before it was a rule that you couldn't do, you couldn't transfer. You had, to, you had to ask for permission, first of all, from the university, and then get granted permission from the NCAA ultimately, but then you still had to sit out one year, which is all of that is all crap, if you will, right? It's no good. Like you said, now it's something that you can just instantaneously put your name in the transfer portal and you could try to make a name for yourself somewhere else you could be happy you can you know do whatever it is that you think you can do 
In some cases, I don't think it's 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 like like Tate Martell, take uh, for instance, from Ohio State. He went to he couldn't he couldn't beat out whoever at Ohio State, and now he went to Miami. Couldn't beat them out either. So now he's playing a little bit of wide receiver. Um, sometimes maybe if he stayed at Ohio State and played receiver, it'd have been a little bit different for him. You know what I mean? So. Um, in, in some cases, it's great. In some cases, it's not. It depends on the player and, and how well they can play. I just don't like that the university at one point had that much control oh, they still, over a young man. They still have that control over him, just not with that particular right. situation. Right. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the campus of LSU. This Go is Tigers. WWL. Just outside the Athletic Administration building here on the campus of LSU is where you can find former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler and myself. I'm yes. Christian Garrick. and. Herb is anxiously awaiting, as are many, many Tiger fans. The start of the football season for the Tigers tonight at 6.30. They take on Georgia Southern, a program that is certainly very highly respected. This is a team that, you know, going in, they, they've won some games. They've had some SEC teams on the ropes before, uh, Herb, in the past. And I think in 2015, Ole Miss had to come back from two scores down. They had... They had Georgia uh, going a little bit uh, in a not-so-distant pass. So mm-hmm. this is not one of those... Uh, Total cream puff kind of schedules, if you will, are openers. No, nah, it's a it's a school that's you know in a hotbed of, of Georgia and Atlanta, and it's um it's uh you know it's it's when I look at Georgia, I think of Georgia like a Texas and or like a a Florida, really a lot of great talent football players that come out of that state all the time. Um, so it's gonna trickle over if you don't go to Georgia, if you don't go to um. You know, somewhere else in that ACC state area, um, then you know you're gonna go to a Georgia, a Georgia Southern, a, a, a you know Georgia Tech, or somewhere like that. That's gonna be um, and competitive because they're gonna play those Division One schools also. So they want to show these guys what they can do. What did you miss on by not you know electing to choose me and giving me a scholarship also? 504-260-1870. Dave, what's going on, Dave? You're on WWL. Hey, Christian. Herb Tyler, number 14 in your program, ladies and gentlemen. One of the best to don the purple and gold. Watch yourself, Dave. Don't say that too loud. Now they might believe you. <laughs> hey, Herb, uh, I got a few things. Uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, the ranking, all the accolades, the expectations don't mean nothing to me. All I got to okay. say is remember Troy. Troy came yep. in here and, yep. you know, shocked the world. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's one thing I heard. Uh, how does uh, Chase on look? Uh, is he going to be able to live up to the hype? And uh, last comment, uh, if there was ever a season where I wish Tulane was still on the schedule, this season <laughs> would be it. Dave, we got to run. I hear you. We'll comment on that next hour yes. here on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.